That was pretty awesome today, getting to sing that song right there live at Brooklyn Tabernacle. Unbelievable opportunity. I'm sitting here just trying to think of the words to explain the kind of day we just had, guys. Incredible. I mean, we're standing in that beautiful lobby. There's all those paintings and all the just the ornate architecture of that space, the perfect reverb. And we break out that old hymn, yeah. No, Not One. That was a great moment. It was. And then we got to walk for 27 miles tonight yes, all we over did. Manhattan. Yes. <laughs> and, JC, I've never seen anybody <laughs> consume as much sushi as you did in as short amount of time I told as you y'all. did. And then sweat every bit of it out. <laughs> Oh, I told y'all, y'all thought I was lying, but I can throw some sushi down. You definitely you really can. can. Yeah, and then no your doubt. head sweats enough that a fish could live. <laughs> it's so humid out there. I literally feel like I sweat like three gallons tonight. It was disgusting. Yeah, but well, do you realize today in a New York diner, we ate lunch with Pastor Jim Cimbala and his wonderful wife, Carol? Yeah. That was so surreal. It was pretty cool just to be able to talk with him. And then to sit and have lunch with them. And really, we became friends today. I mean, you know, afterwards, hanging out with them up there and and getting to really just be part of, um, you know, it felt like family in a way. It really did. It was pretty awesome. I I absolutely, it was a dream come true, to be honest with you. I mean, all of us shared stories with Pastor Jim that you're going to hear next week on next week's episode. But it was awesome to be able to, to sit there and tell him, about songs and messages and books, things that he has done that has ministered to us in a real way. And then when you hear what he had to say to us, I'm still processing through that, guys. I mean, some of the things, I've heard him preach sermons, I've read books that he's written, but just to hear him talk to us as pastors, as friends, and to share share advice with us yeah. and, and godly counsel and mistakes he's made. Such a humble man. There's nothing about that man that came across as arrogant or, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's a big deal. Let's just be honest. Yes. He, God has used him in a powerful way, but I realize today it's because of how humble he is, and he totally yep. gives God all the glory. You yeah. know, it was kind of Solomon-esque. It really was. You know, Solomon was older. He's passing wisdom on, and... You know, so much wisdom just poured out of Pastor Assembla and just just normal conversation. I mean, even today when we were, you know, having that great conversation with his grandson, Luke, and Luke is now a preacher, and to see the glow on Pastor Assembla's face, you know, he just adores that God has called Luke and is using him. But even in that conversation, to hear their exchange and then the gift of wisdom that he was bestowing on his grandson and then on us, and then to hear him talk about his friendship with Warren Weir's That was incredible. Yes. I had no idea. And, and Brian, now you know how J.C. and I feel every single week, <laughs> being able to sit down with an older man who's wiser than us to share all those ancient years of wisdom. Man. So so was it nice to not be the oldest man in the room today? Well, you know, <laughs> you know I will say this. 
if you meant the wisdom part, it would mean so much more. <laughs> like if that were actually, I do mean that too. Like if that in were addition to true, the age, that's hilarious. Oh. If it were actually true, if only. But you know what I'm going to do is um, I'm just going to start repeating things he said. That, yeah. That's a good life. Great goal idea, right there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm going to say, well, you know, God gave me this in the night. <laughs> and then I'm just going to repeat something he said. I'm just not going to tell him it was tonight. Yeah. And and one thing I noticed about Pastor Jim Cimbala is he's so passionate. Very. I think the first, you know, 20 minutes of the interview or 10 minutes of the interview, he was he was a little hesitant. He didn't know us. But once he started talking and sharing, he was preaching. Like, yeah. he was passionate. Oh, it was awesome. And I can't wait for you guys to hear that next week. It's going to be it's gonna be unbelievable. I mean, we, we were blessed to a point today of, of tears multiple, yeah. multiple yes. times. And the things he had to share is just, I believe it's going to help our listeners in a powerful way. Not only do we get to hang out with the symbolists, but tonight we got to go and explore Manhattan. With, yes, we did. Uh, some incredible people, a young couple, uh, Kimberly and David Hawkins. And uh, these two were just absolutely an incredible treat to hang out with and so have dinner gracious. with tonight and Kimberly man she's like she's like Mighty Mouse around Brooklyn Tab I'm, I'm learning she, she is she ran all over the place and then outran us tonight all yes, over the did. place she she put in about 27 miles today yeah I'm pretty sure of it well and she I mean she weighs a third of the smallest of us so <laughs> my legs weighs more than her <laughs> yeah but you know you know it's just incredible to think about the people who are in the RFP family and to be honest with you you know, we came here excited about meeting Pastor Assembla, and that was amazing. But then what you realize is, in God's kingdom, there are people just as amazing as yeah. him. They yeah. just don't have the platform yeah. and the notoriety. But but let's just be honest, David and Kim, uh, Kimberly made a huge impression yeah. on our lives. And let's just be honest, they're a pretty big deal. They yeah. both sing yes. in the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Yeah. How cool is that? Once we yeah. found that, I was like, what? Because they're RFP fam. Yeah. And they love us, and they love the fam, and they keep up with it on social media and everything. They jumped on in the airport the other night. <laughs> we were live streaming, just acting goofy. The Hawkinator. Yeah, we, we had no idea who that was, and that was David. But, guys, that was that was just incredible getting to know them and hearing, hearing his stories yeah. of walking through Brooklyn during covid when everything was locked down yeah. and all the weight of that, and he's listening yeah. to the RFP on his headset and just catching up with the podcast and talking about how God ministered to him and his wife. It's just amazing how God is using the podcast and three guys who just wanted to wanted to help and encourage mm. some people who've walked the same road that we've been down. And uh, just, wow. Man. It was really awesome to be able to sit there and tell him stories of the past, stories of how we started the podcast, of people that have reached out to us that were able to help as a result of the podcast. And just to see his face, some of the shock, the horror, if you will, on some of the stories that we've been able to share with them, but also just to see him encourage us to keep going. And that was incredible for him to just be like, hey, y'all are doing a good thing. Don't give up. You know. Yeah, absolutely. It was and awesome. It was awesome last night when you guys got to the hotel room <laughs> at 2.15 a.m. You're welcome, Brian. Listen, <laughs> I, I want to tell our audience something, and I mean this with all my heart. J.C. Groves couldn't sneak up 
on a blind deaf cow. Like he couldn't. You know, JC, you need to learn to be as quiet as a mouse peeing on a cotton ball. Like you need to learn to be quiet and and you just don't have it in you. You right. were slamming luggage. It's 2:15 a.m. You're waking me up that you got a room that my shoulder blades touched the both walls when I walked in. Welcome to Hotel in New York. A, can I paint a picture for everybody? <laughs> so at 2:15, 2:30 a.m., we're going into this room where Brian is fast asleep and JC's dragging two or three bags. I have two bags. JC has a Snickers bar because we didn't eat dinner. He has a Snickers bar, a Twix bar, two bags of chips, a sweet tea, and a water. And a Sprite. And a Sprite. And he's coming and carrying all that. I think he's somehow managing to eat the chips while he's coming in the room, <laughs> banging starving. the bring, banging the case into the walls. Man, it was it I was laughing. And and Brian wakes up and just starts cracking us up. So so let me tell you what you need to do. Go to YouTube. This is actually enjoyable. Just one of the weird <laughs> novelties of mine. But go to go to YouTube and type in possums eating. And you will hear exactly what JC Groves <laughs> sounds like at 2.15 a.m. with a Twix bar. Like it sounded like you were eating gravel. <laughs> I mean, how in the world? But but we were in New York. Yeah. Well, let me t- let me tell you, Nathan gave one of the best dad jokes though of all times, and I have to tell you this because I've known Nathan. I never forever, and he's dad never jokes. said a dad joke. Before. <laughs> 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 I, he said, "Throw me my M Ms," and so I toss him his M Ms. He goes, "Those are." <laughs> Look on his face, like, oh my gosh, I just pulled a Brian. <laughs> it just dawned on me at two thirty in the morning that M and M's were mm-hmm. like uh, yeah. maybe that's why they named them that because they're mm, I don't know. Oh goodness, man. Well, you know, right now we're recording this in person together, which is a treat because we don't get this treat very often. But we're also about thirty five floors up in a Manhattan hotel and um and you know it's awesome to be in Manhattan together yeah but also it's awesome JC to see you walk over next to the window Mm-mm. and for all of those people who uh you know who would say that JC is not saved just so you know tonight he walked over by the window and and I heard him pray at least three <laughs> prayers of salvation <laughs> I don't um, do heights yeah I saw that I don't like it I don't like it at all if we're really high up by the way, take three country boys to Manhattan, and where did we eat tonight? Krispy Kreme donuts. Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> I got a donut called the Big Apple. Mm. This donut was ten dollars and ninety nine cents. Mm. Wow! And it was worth it. I yeah. mean, I'm just gonna. It, it was good. It was so good. I loved it. And that's one of the many things that we ate. Like, when you said, what did we eat tonight? I, I, I paused because I'm flashing back to the sushi. Same. That was incredible, <laughs> yeah. which I have a little bit of sushi left, so I'm probably going to finish mean, that off tonight. It's only 10.30. We can still go eat. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, it's second dinner. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. They, I don't know that they have a Waffle House here, but we can I'm find sure one. we can find something. They have Jones's, or what? what is that restaurant you keep talking about? Junior's. Junior's. We yeah, go to Junior's. Anybody who ever comes to New York, you need to eat at Junior's. That place is incredible. The cheesecake is 
it's it's amazing. I'll be honest with you guys. There was a lot of things tonight looking at New York that I've seen on movies and on TV that when I saw it with my own eyeballs, it was just kind of underwhelming in certain ways. You know, yeah. uh, Rockefeller Center, we've always seen the ice skating ring. I thought it was this big, huge ice skating ring. It's tiny. I mean, it's a really little ice skating Compared ring. to the Rockefeller Center, yeah, it yeah. looks really small. It's crazy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there was just a lot of things. Now, Times Square was pretty cool. That was pretty big, and a lot of people in there, and yeah. weed all over. Yeah, and it everywhere. smells like weed everywhere here. So it, it was a little underwhelming in certain areas, but incredible in other areas. And yeah. I tell you something that's not going to be underwhelming. Not going to be underwhelming is Israel. And Dude. we are heading to Israel. Did you like that transition? I did like that. That was, that was We're heading transition. to Israel on January 2023, and we want you to go with us. You can go to recoveringfundamentalist.org, click on the Israel tab, and go with us to Israel. This is a pastors-only pastors trip, but, man, we would love for you to be there with us, and I guarantee you um, it's going to make the Bible just come to life. And if anyone's confused as to what a pastor is, I know there's been some discussion about that over the past week. Hello. We're not going to get into that, but uh, call us if you have any questions. We'll, we'll clear that up for I you. I second that motion. <laughs> well, and not only Israel, but guys, we have the camp meeting coming oh, up. Oh, my word. And the more it that just... develops with regard to the camp meeting, just the better and better and better it's it gets. Gooder and gooder. Yes. Hey, man. There's some possibilities Right now, because we still haven't settled everything. Right, but there's, we've settled enough already settled that it's lot. good. Yeah, there's it's, some. We have settled a lot, but there's some possibilities that it's going to rock your face off. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the way it's looking right now, I just want everybody to know we're going to get under the spout mm. where the glory. where the glory comes out. Come on, man! Man, I'm telling you, I can just feel it coming. Yeah. When is the camp meeting? November third and fourth in Danville, Virginia, at Hope Church. And uh, I believe we said that registration opens up August 1st. August 1st. Man, only $50. Like most conferences that offer what we're going to be offering, and I know we haven't given away any of the speakers yet or anything, and, man, we've already got some amazing yeah. speakers lined up. And singers. Yeah, and singers. But, you know, a conference like that, most of the time, 150 175 Dollars at least, yeah. yeah. That, that's very low. Not to mention, the highlight of this is is going to be, apart from the gospel, obviously, community. It's, it's about the gospel, yeah. But the RFP fam being yeah. together and just the things that God has done. And guys, if I can take this serious for a minute, like today was one of those days. As pastors, mm -hmm. we go through seasons, and it just seems like it's dry, and you're just tilling the ground and it seems like you're not getting anywhere you wonder if you're losing more ground than you're gaining and you just go through season after season and sometimes the podcast is like that yeah and then you just have a day yeah where god just pulls back the curtain and lets you see the impact you're having on people's lives and the reach of what you're doing and the power of the gospel and guys today was one of those days for me personally mm. and for us for the three of us as hosts and for this podcast, for the RFP fam, you guys need to own this with us because there were multiple people in New York City today that we had conversations with, people reaching out to us uh, that are wanting to meet up and just seeing, like, I've never been to Brooklyn before. Yeah. And I come here and there are people that know us and that, that love us 
just because of the gospel and our yeah. unity in the gospel. And guys, I we're, we've said before we're not going anywhere, but today yeah. is one of those days where I just I, I feel so encouraged, so charged up, and that's what the the camp meeting is going to be all about: is yeah. getting to to put faces with names and have conversations and just build some community. It's already strong, yeah. but we know from Bourbon, we know from Michigan, we know from uh, Statesboro, mm-hmm. and I can't even remember all the other places we've been. But just just having those opportunities after you spend a couple of days with people, just the mm. bond that God puts there between yeah. you. It's, it's amazing. Well, to start the morning with pastor Ray, oh, man. who was just, I mean, think about how kind he was yeah. to us and talking about, you know, the episodes of the podcast that he he's listened to and what it's already meant to him. And he's living during a season of transition yeah. and you know, that God has used the podcast in his life. And then to find out, that the podcast has actually gone over the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> you know, just to hear hear all these stories, mm. it's incredible. Yeah, it really is. For the sake of the Gospel Conference, I think that's a great name. Yeah. You know, that's what we're all about is the sake of the Gospel. Yeah. It's going to be November 3rd and 4th in Danville, Virginia. Hope Church registration opens up August the 1st. We'd love for you to be with us. $50, and I can promise you, that is going to be the best $50. When you see yeah. the lineup that we've got, it's going to blow your mind. It's going to be absolutely incredible. So I would pay $50 to drive to Danville and listen to the Hope Worship Band sing. Oh, thanks. Kelsey and Blake and Jonathan and all the other people that I'm forgetting their names, they are incredible. And yeah, they really uh, are. I'm looking forward to them leading us in worship as long as, as well as some of the other mm-hmm. groups that we're having come in, man, it's just it's just going to be so good, guys. And I'm just excited about what God has in front of us. Yeah. And we've had some incredible things happen. Today is one of those days you just don't want to end, mm. and it's almost over. It's late. We're sitting up here, and I'm probably yeah. not going to get this posted before midnight, but I'm going to do my best. It's going to be short, maybe one of the shortest ones we've ever done. But, guys, today has just been one of those days where, where yeah. it's just – you see how God's working behind the scenes, like you always say, JC. Yep. And he, he lets you get a glimpse of that. And, guys, I'm just absolutely overwhelmed by what God's doing in our lives and in the family of the RFP. Well, you know, uh, right now I'm preparing this fall and uh, winter. I'm going to be preaching through the book of Esther. Awesome. And, you know, one of the things that makes the book of Esther unique is the name of God is never mentioned. So... God, by name, doesn't show up. Yeah. But what you realize in the book of Esther is uh, that phrase in the song Waymaker literally comes to life mm. even when I don't see it. Yeah. He's working. And, you know, what the book of Esther is doing in my heart is just this. God is always at work. And you don't just have to hear his name to see that he's he's accomplishing yeah. and he's advancing and he's moving and he's causing. And all through the book of Esther, just one step after another, after another, after another for, for the protection of his people, God is working. And, you know, so often when you do a podcast like this or even in ministry, you can't always see the fruit. I was talking to a pastor last week. And I was telling him I was excited about mowing my grass because I can get on the lawnmower, 
mow for a couple of hours, and then realize I've actually accomplished something. Sure. And so often in ministry, you pour yourself in and you pour yourself in. Yeah. And the very people you pour yourself into that you think they're on fire for God, a few months later, they're completely gone and, and you feel like you've wasted all that time or, or you've failed. And, you know, so often you, you serve for months and then you look back and you really can't see what you accomplished. But then you're, you're made aware of the fact that God's working. And that's, yeah. that's what we've experienced on this trip. For sure. And another thing we've realized today, and we've talked about this today privately, while we were in New York City, downtown, Manhattan, riding the subway, all the different things that we did today going through Brooklyn, is that this world needs Jesus. Yes, sir. This city is dark. Yeah. There's a lot of sin, and things are celebrated, especially in the month of June. We don't, we don't even have to get on that. I've never seen no. so many rainbow flags in, in, your face. in all my life, and it's just celebrated and we've talked about this topic many times before on here and everybody knows where we stand we believe the bible we believe believe the bible is just as true today as it was when it was written and that it's god's word and we we stand on that and we believe in that but we know that while this this city is full of sinners we've had conversations today with christians that are trying to reach those people yeah and yes sir and not one of those people we've had conversations with today have been talking about those sinners. Mm. They've talked about we were those sinners <laughs> and God is sending us to reach them and yeah. to love them. And we, we've seen churches here. We've had conversations with people in, involved in a, more than one church and just seeing that the world needs the gospel. Mm. And Brian asked me on the subway, he said, do you just notice all the emptiness in, in people's eyes? As, mm. as you just watch watch people walk by and yeah. and man Brian I'm going to brag on him a little bit because he he uh told I don't even know how many people today Jesus loves you mm -hmm. and just you know trying to open a door to have a conversation with people he wasn't cramming it down their throat yeah. he didn't have a bullhorn he wasn't wearing a sandwich board telling people to turn or burn he just told them Jesus loves them and uh one one guy in particular on the sub just stopped and and looked at you and said thank you and just smiled and I wasn't for sure how he was going to respond. Yeah. And he just stopped and smiled, and he appreciated that. And then we had conversations with other people that said they were believers. So, man, this world needs Jesus. And, guys, what this podcast is all about is sharing the gospel, loving people, and, and sharing our story. And that's the best testimony Christians mm. have. That's the greatest apologetic is our changed lives. Yeah. And so very reminded of that today. You, you can't go anywhere in New York City without being confronted by sin, this is Babylon, guys. Yeah, we are is. in it the is. heart of did Babylon. You, did you see them video in the drag queens yeah. tonight? Oh yeah, right in yeah, right in the middle of everything. Yeah, and all the signs in in Times Square. It was just full of full of things that are really totally against everything the Romans Bible stands one. for. Yeah, it's Romans one on display, and it's being celebrated. And you know, people talk about one day God's going to judge us. Well, He's already judging us. And uh, we're experiencing God's judgment, but we know that there's hope. Yeah. We know that the gospel offers forgiveness and salvation. And so, yeah, it's been an incredible day, but it's also been, you know, a, a day. I can't, I can't get off here without sharing the, the just surreal, incredible, powerful moment we had at the 9-11 memorial. Mm. It, this is the first time I've seen it mm. uh, in person. And, guys, I... I remember watching 
the second plane fly into the building in this yeah, tower. Right. Uh, the first one I, I saw, you know, it had already happened, and then we clicked on and saw the second one, and just the, the pain mm. and uh, being there today, it just all came back. And I didn't know anybody yeah. there that, that died personally, but I've read their stories. I've read their names. I've seen their pictures. And being there, it was a very somber, somber moment, which is, again, a reminder of sin and, mm. and what sin brings into this world. So, so many emotions, such a range of emotions today. And, you know, the bottom line is the gospel is the answer to all of it. Amen. And Jesus is still on the throne. Well, you know, every time I'm here, um, I've probably been to New York maybe 30 times now. And when I walk around this place, I think about this every single time that Jesus saw the people as sheep scattered abroad, having no shepherd. And then I also think about the harvest is plentiful, yeah. Yeah. but the labors are few. You know, the, the body of Christ needs to be salt and light, especially during these times. You know, a light, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden, yeah. that you know, through our disposition, through our words, that we would, that we would model Christ, that we would make Christ known. You know, tonight I had a, had kind of a special moment that I wanted to share with you guys. You know, the one thing about New York is no one looks at anyone. Mm -hmm. You know, people walk down the street, they're focused on where they're going. There's no eye contact typically. It's just rare. And tonight there was a lady who she just she just appeared broken. She appeared tired. Um, I think by her clothing and everything, I think she probably works a tougher job here in the city, and uh, she just she just looked tired. And she was walking by, and she was just staring down. And as I stepped out of this uh, one of the businesses that we were in. For just a second, she looked up and we made eye contact and I just stopped and I, it's when I got behind you guys, I just stopped and I just smiled and she was from another country. I doubt we could have even spoken the same language, but I just stopped and smiled. And when I did, the biggest smile came across her face. <laughs> I didn't know her. She didn't know me. We didn't even speak the same language. And just for a moment, and I know this is not the gospel and, and, no one please act as if I'm saying that we can, by osmosis, transmit the gospel to people. But at least in that moment, I looked different mm. than the other people on yeah. the street. And, you know, I think in every possible way we can as the people of God, even tonight being around those rainbow flags and everything going on, you know, the best thing we can do is, is model, model Christ and uh, the fact that Christ gave his life so that those of us who were once the children of disobedience, who were once the children of wrath, who once lived according to the lust of our flesh and following the, the authority of the God of this world, yeah. by the power of the gospel, we've been delivered. And uh, I actually said while I was preaching this past Sunday, if you're not the worst sinner you know, then you're being dishonest with yourself about who mm. you really are and all yeah. the thoughts and emotions and feelings and all the lust and the rebellion that lives in you. Yeah. I mean, we're called to be salt and light, bringing out the God colors in the world, you know. I just, I can't help but think, you know, Brian, that, that girl, 
got back to her job and uh, said, y'all, your most precious grandfather figure smiled at me tonight on the way <laughs> in. Come on, just, man. We're having, <laughs> we're having a doggone moment. Oh, Look, I you're 40. I didn't smile at her. She'd have been like this nice young bald dude. <laughs> if you were a pirate, they would now call you Whitebeard. <laughs> and sorry. you're making fun of I me. Could, I'm not making oh. fun. I just couldn't let that moment pass. Hey, by the way, can we talk for just a second about how all these guys have been coming after us yeah. from the pulpit? It, it's not letting up, is it? Mm-mm. No. And we're about the gospel. Yeah. I guess if you trample on people's preferences and traditions, it makes them mad. And I just want to say um, to the, and I say this with air quotes, the size of this hotel that we're in, the evangelist, you know, that preached that sermon this past week, um, I think it was, we're not slapping any of the older preachers in the face Mm -hmm. by not wearing a suit. We're not spitting on anybody by not wearing a suit and by not, singing the old music, and come on, you know that's not in the Scripture. You know it's not. And when fundamentalism is so much about adoring a man, I mean, those men who have reaped a great reward from their tenure in ministry for basically just preaching behind a pulpit, we're slapping them in the face and the most interesting thing about that, Brian, is we're coming off of two months of us standing up for doctrine yeah. and releasing a statement of faith and taking a stand for the deity of Christ and the Trinity and the blood atonement, the, the substitutionary atonement of the cross of Jesus Christ. And these guys have been completely silent while we're standing up for these things. Yeah. They they. Don't, don't They don't want to say anything. They don't want to point that out. They don't bring, want to bring any notice to it. And uh, speaking of social media and Twitter, uh, last night, uh, as soon as we landed, I believe it was, all these messages have been on there. And I've made it a point the last few weeks because I had a, a couple of days there where I was just aggressive and going after people. And I was like, man, that's ridiculous. I can't live like that. So, you know, I, since then it's just been like, hey, kind of light, whatever. And instead of fighting with this guy, I just got on there and said, hey, man, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Who I love the Lord and, and love his word. And I just put out some things that I believe that I know me and this guy agree on. And he immediately came back and said something about how carnal and worldly I was and how my worship style was worldly. And you know what that told me? That guy didn't get excited at all about me proclaiming the gospel and that I'm a sinner saved by grace, saved by the cross of Jesus Christ. He didn't care about all that. All he wanted to talk was our differences and preferences. Yeah. And you know what? That just doesn't turn me on. No. Uh-uh. Your standards, all that, if the gospel isn't enough for you, if you care more about your standards, you can have them, bro. Yeah. Guess what? I've got standards too. A lot of standards, but the gospel is a way bigger deal than my standards. Mm. And by the way, my standards come from Scripture. Yeah. I think what you talked about, what we talked about earlier, just with the the harvest, the fields are white. Yes. We're we're doing this petty preaching. It's a distraction. It's a distraction yeah. from what we're called to do, and uh, just knock it off. That's all. Yeah. Just quit. 
Well, or keep or keep making us famous. I mean, keep spreading the word about our podcast. But it, because guess. everybody you tell not to listen to it, they're going and listening to it because they're emailing us and saying, yeah. "Hey, I was in a camp meeting. I'd never heard of you guys before." And every single one of the preachers preached about the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. So I went and listened to it. So thank you guys. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the thing is, um, God's using us to make a difference. Yeah. And I just want to say to the audience you know, that'll be listening to this podcast. If you listen to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast and you are still associating with serving, giving to a church that that doesn't behave like a New Testament church, that doesn't sound like a New Testament church, that doesn't look like a New Testament church, that doesn't look like a church committed to the advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and not traditionalism and preferencism. Um, if you're still in that kind of congregation, just know that there's, there's better that out there yeah. and uh, you don't have to live trapped in that. And I just pray that God would continue to use us to be a voice for truth Amen. because you can listen to this podcast and yeah, there's times when all of us fall into that moment of saying things we shouldn't or, oh, yeah getting a little carried away. Um, all of us do that. I think that's our humanity. It reminds us of our need of Jesus. But you know that that we constantly hammer the truth, that we constantly beat the drum of the truth of God's word. And uh, at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. What I think, my opinion doesn't mean anything. God's opinion means everything. Amen. Guys, I'm tired. JC's about to fall asleep. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> so tired. Uh, let's go to bed. Let's do it. All right. Thanks for being here with us on this episode of the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Be sure to go to recoveringfundamentalist.org. Click on the Israel promo tab. Go to Israel with us August 1st. Sign up for the For the Sake of the Gospel Conference, August 3rd and 4th. Fellas, it's been Wait. awesome. What? August 3rd and 4th. November, November 3rd and 4th. 3rd and 4th. Yeah, August. You can do it, too, if you want to in August Sign up 3rd in and August. 4th. Sign up in August and go to somewhere on the 3rd and 4th. But <laughs> come with us November 3rd and 4th. I'm done. I'm going to bed. We're tired. tired. <laughs> hey, JC. What's that? Be sweet. Y'all have a good week. Peace. Let's go. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Be sure to stop by our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Give us a follow. Also, go to our website, recoveringfundamentalist.org. That's recoveringfundamentalist.org. There you can find Recovering Fundamentalist swag. You can get your T-shirts and hats. You can join our ex-fundy community. See where we're going to be having some meetups. It's the recoveringfundamentalist.org. Be sure to join us next time for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast.